Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Lena podcast on a mission to change the way the world eats. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm a certified nutritionist, health, nutrition, brain productivity, brain performance coach, and just someone who loves sharing knowledge about nutrition so you could use it as a precise tool to feel, do, and look your absolute best. You know, guys, I transitioned from weight loss coaching almost three months ago now, and I just thought to myself yesterday how happy it makes me that I don't have to talk about weight loss anymore. Because from my perspective, health and fitness, those are the goals that aspire, that inspire us. Those are the goals increase our health, our vitality, our fitness that should that we should thrive for. Those are the goals that actually are the reasons why I never struggle with weight anymore. Because I ask myself every day, what can I do today to make myself feel my best, my most energetic, vital self, to feel fit and vibrant and capable? What can I do today to achieve that? And weight loss then is just a side effect. And then also, it, you know, weight loss, more often than not, it's that contracting goal. It makes you feel less. And then more often than not, we start self-sabotaging, self-sabotaging efforts against that weight loss. Because weight loss is not even a positive thing from the perspective of our brain. Because weight loss, especially in prehistoric times, it meant losing of vitality, of health. You would only really lose weight when there was not enough food and you were uh, starving and the conditions were awful. And that whole idea of losing weight as being a healthy goal, it actually counterintuitive for our brain. Like weight loss was not a good thing throughout most of the human history, if we look at evolution, um, at evolution of human species. Weight loss was always a bad thing, not a good thing. And just because we have abundance of calories, that didn't change much, right? And so if it's all, you know, eating better, exercising, if it's all about just the number on the scale that, by the way, you don't have that much control over, you can starve yourself for a bit, but we know we know all that most of the people trying to starve themselves regularly and continuously get all the way and more way back because that is not the way to get back to fitness, health, vitality by starving ourselves. It's it's gonna be about improving quality. Um and so yeah, I just thought to myself yesterday, I'm so happy I don't have to talk about weight loss anymore. And guys, the cool thing is when you decide to take the best care of your brain, feed it all the essential nutrients and remove all the nutrients or anti-nutrients that make your brain work worse, when you do that, you're going to be in the best fucking shape of your life. <laughs> and then weight loss becomes obsolete. You're going to feel and look and just rock it, you know, your absolute best. Um, so feed your brain and the rest 
will <laughs> come as a side effect. Speaking of that, guys, now let's get back to some practical tips on how to feed your brain the best in the best possible way. Yesterday we talked about um, different fats for a healthy, balanced brain and how important it is for the health of your brain, for the performance of your nerve and brain cells, for your overall health and your hormonal health, your skin health, your energy metabolism, your cellular health. We talked about all kinds of fats that are crucial for that and some fats that might be not that great for that goal, right? And might actually um, decrease the amount of health on the brain and whole body level. So we talked all about that. And then I actually made a video for Instagram and I got quite a lot of questions about fish oil, people sending me examples of their fish oil supplement. So guys, um, as we talked about, yeah, uh, we talked about it yesterday, um, not all fish oil is equal at all. Usually cheaper brands, cheaper varieties of fish oils, not only they, they're much bigger chance that they're going to be oxidized and become more pro-inflammatory and not that great for your brain and your heart. Um, Cheaper supplements also often are cheaper because they put less of those omega-3 fatty acids that actually make a difference in your heart health and your brain health. Usually the more expensive fish oil is, the more those important EPA, DHA fatty acids are there and usually the better um, care the company takes of the quality of the product overall. So uh, we already know from our yesterday's episode that the best, the most important omega-3 fatty acid for the brain, if you want to have better learning abilities, if you want to have greater memory short and long term, um, if you want to have fast thinking, fast acting neurons, um, if you want to have healthy and robust neurons and you want to improve your cognitive function. So the most important omega-3 fatty acid is DHA that is found in most fish oils and also if you're vegan, vegetarian in algae oil. Um, but most of the fish oils, they put a less of DHA and more of EPA. Um, I think it's kind of naturally occurs in fish. I'm not sure at the moment. I need to look it up. Um, but yeah, that's what you will find in most fish oils. You're going to have more EPA and less DHAs, the brainy omega-3s. There are going to be less of it. But there are special kinds of omega-3 fatty acids, omega-3 oils, that do focus on DHAs because also they are actually great for your eyesight uh, and seem to be more important for uh, pregnant women because DHA is the omega-3 fatty acid that's important for fetal development. Um, so um, prenatal uh, omega-3s would actually have more uh, DHA usually. And there is also uh, amazing variety of omega-3 a supplement that I found made by Nordic Naturals. I found it um, on Amazon and it seems to be available in a lot of countries, not just US, but again, I found it on Amazon Mexico. Uh, maybe in your country, uh, there is probably, there is another brand doing the same. So I found this Nordic Natural DHA Extra um, without E, it's just DHA Extra. Um, and that one has per two capsules daily serving. Um, it has 
1600 milligrams of omega-3 fats and in them we have DHA almost one gram 960 milligrams and EPA um, just a little bit less than a half 410 milligrams in just two capsules right so this is the one that I actually ordered for myself I want to experiment um, I eat fatty fish almost every day but I also want to see what kind of effect this one might have on my um, brain performance uh, and also on my eyesight sometimes sitting you know by the computer the whole day doesn't help with eyesight um, my eyes get tired and my vision gets a little bit blurrier that usually goes away once I rest and do some eyesight exercises anyhow DHA so look for that specifically if you want to improve your cognitive function, especially if you are already struggling with remembering things or you have poor spatial um, orientation skills, meaning it's hard for you to remember where you are in space, how to find your way back to, I don't know, your car in a bigger car park or you having troubles finding your keys or remembering where you put things. Uh, these are the early signs usually of cognitive decline, right? So um, you want to prevent that and stop that as soon as possible. And DHA has a lot to do with that because it's actually a structural component of a lot of brain cells and uh, neurons. Um, so DHA extra. That one point I wanted to talk to you about. Another one. Yesterday on uh, on Instagram of that is um, he is an MD, I think PhD, and a lot of other titles. Uh, so that is. Uh, Karazian, that's I think how you pronounce his name, not sure. Um, he's probably somewhere from Middle East originally. Uh, that's why the name. So he made this post. Low stomach acid fails to trigger the release of pancreatic pancreatic enzymes necessary to help digest your food. And he uh, is all about brain health, brain nutrition, and lifestyle, and a lot about supplements, but also uh, he's uh, a lot about gut health and connecting that, fixing gut um, and hormones uh, to help your brain function the best, right? Because it, it is all connected, especially our gut function, our hormonal function. It is highly um related connected to our brain health so if you have hormones with your uh, if your problems with your hormones or your gut health more often than not it's going to mean a lot of problems with your brain performance uh, and it also goes the other way around if your uh, neurotransmitter balance if your brain health is compromised more often than not you would also have problems with your uh, gut health with probably your digestion your hormones uh, so you kind of need to look into all of that holistically why i uh, wanted to talk about this post specifically because it talks about low stomach acid and how that does not allow you to digest your food properly to get nutrients from your foods uh, will cause problems with uh, nutrient absorption and a breakdown in your gut that might create things like additional inflammation, triggering of your immune system, uh, or simply you're going to be wasting all of these nutrients and more often than not, there are going to be fermenting processes in your gut and it's going to feel like the food just sits there, right? So low stomach acid uh, is really not great news for your brain health, brain nutrition, brain performance. Low stomach acid, guys, and compromise digestion. Why I wanted again to talk to you about that? Because more 
Very often, you would hear that low-salt diets are good for you. What's about salt? You know, how is it connected to low stomach and digestion? So let me read to you something from a membership website of Chris Masterjohn. He has PhD in nutrition science, one of the most prolific nutrition scientists out there. Um, So here's what he has to say about salt and digestion. Hydrochloric acid, that stomach acid that helps and makes food digestion happen. Hydrochloric acid contains chloride and sodium, and it is used to transport Sodium is used to transport it into stomach. So sodium in salt is used to transport uh, stomach acid into stomach. Um, Thus, both components of salt, sodium and chloride, are key to digestion in the stomach. After the stomach comes our small intestine. This is where we absorb most of our nutrients. Sodium is used to transport digestive juices and bile acids into the small intestine. The digestive juices contain the enzymes that will break down our food, and biles are, of course, important for our fat digestion, just a side note. The bile acids will be used, again, here we talk about bile acids, to absorb fats, cholesterol, fat-soluble vitamins, which are vitamins A, D, E and K, very key vitamins for the brain, by the way. Um, sodium is also used directly to absorb glucose, the main carbohydrate, and most amino acids or proteins, which are the breakdown products of the protein found most abundantly in meat, poultry, fish, eggs, dairy, and beans. Finally, sodium is also used directly to absorb the following vitamins and minerals. Vitamin C, vitamin B5, that, by the way, is very important to, for creation a lot of neurotransmitters, vitamin B7, B7, especially important for your nails, your hair, but a lot of other digestive processes um, and overall health. Sulfate, some forms of selenium, phosphorus, magnesium, iodine. So salt, it's not just to make your food salty or to raise your blood pressure. It actually involved in digestion, absorption of nutrients, and also hydration, guys, hydration of our cells, maintaining certain blood volume and certain volume of liquids in our cells. And that just reminded me again of this episode that happened quite recently for me a couple of weeks ago. So I did my training. Um, A couple of days before that, I did not consume enough salt. And uh, the training that I did was intense. And I did not, and I for some reason decided I'm not going to cook on that day and not have any, again, much salt in my diet at all, except from natural foods that I ate. And what happened is my sodium levels just dropped. And plus, I decided to go outside and get some sun, and I'm in Mexico, so sweating and getting hot didn't help with that either. And I kid you not, I felt when I ate, just like food just stopped in my stomach. Like I had drugs in my stomach, and they were not digesting. Fruit, eating fruit was kind of okay, but especially things like nuts and seeds, yogurts, any kinds of protein, it felt like it was literally stuck for inability of my digestive system to do anything with it. And to no surprise, sodium, salt, is involved in creating all this, you know, stomach acid um, in our small intestine, uh, in 
it, it creates digestive juices and biles to uh, break down and digest our proteins and fats. No wonder I didn't feel that good and food was stuck in my stomach. And then over the course of the next two days, I loaded up gradually on sodium and it all got back to normal. And the takeaway here, guys, is that that generic advice, you know, you need to go on low-sodium diets, more often than not, will cause problems. Or it might help someone um, to temporarily, at least slightly, decrease their blood pressure if they had a lot of problems with that. But that because maybe they were over-consuming sodium because too much is also not great. I'm not saying you go in and eat kilograms of salt. I'm talking, you know, one teaspoon per day, probably a good idea. Um that generic advice can actually, you know, help someone with, with a little bit with their blood pressure if they're lucky, but then can really compromise their digestion and their gut health. And that is not great news. <laughs> not in any way, right? Um, so be very careful about, especially with things like electrolytes, like certain um, essential nutrients, you know, going on some diet, eliminating dairy products, and then not eating uh, any source of calcium in sufficient amount, not supplementing. And then when you are like 50, 60s, having bone fractures and perhaps dying, not wishing that to anyone, but having just more health problems. Calcium is also the main electrolyte that is needed for your brain cells to communicate, right? Or or somebody would go on, on um, some vegan diet and will not supplement and um, will be suffering because of B vitamins deficiency that's going to accumulate, 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 and sometimes might cause to permanent non-reversible brain damage. So the takeaway here, try not to eliminate food groups unless you're allergic or sensitive to that. And when it comes to improving your blood pressure, overall health, your weight, uh, go for healthier eating patterns, meaning eat variety, eat non-processed whole foods, not products, um, eat your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. More often than not, that works the best for a lot of people. I fast, but uh, for majority of people, that's not optimal, actually. I, I even doubt that it might not be that optimal for me. I'm just lazy to cook breakfast, <laughs> right? So, um so the takeaway, go for healthier eating patterns, eliminate junk. Yeah, it's not fun at first, but then you'll start to enjoy more whole foods that actually whole foods of great quality have amazing taste profile. And uh, especially when you start using natural spices and herbs and please start being playful with your food, it tastes amazing. So guys, the takeaway message today, uh, go for healthier eating patterns, not all or nothing approach, like I'm just not going to eat dairy or carbs or uh, salt uh, or some other uh, advice that, again, not necessary and more often than not can be dangerous. If not in the short term, then in the long term. And if you need any advice, um, please reach out. I still do overall nutritional consultation as a nutritionist. And what I do is I analyze people's health, lifestyle, and their current diets. And I'm giving them advice in uh, something like, okay, uh, this is what you eat. Um, these are your needs and you are missing on these key nutrients. And this, let's discuss how you can add them 
consistently in your diet. I'm going to suggest you a list of foods, what sounds the best options, um, how you can incorporate them. Um, I, I'll give you my advice with cooking, with recipes, the best way to combine it with other foods, the best time of eating. And then um, it's your turn to implement that, uh, knowing what each food actually provides to you. And if you were to eliminate that food, you'll need to think about where you're getting that specific nutrient, be that calcium, vitamin K, vitamin um, B12, vitamin A, D, or A, or any other essential nutrient. So reach out and don't follow some generic stupid advice, stupid because it can be dangerous, do it by science, Uh, get the right kind of fish oil for your brain, keep staying curious, keep learning, always, always ask questions when in doubt, guys, don't go blindly into anything, listening to me or to anyone else, it's your health we are talking about, it's your life, please do not die. Uh, because some doctor decided that salt is a very bad idea, even though it is an essential key, key nutrient for our health. And guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Have an awesome day. And till next time, eat better daily.